You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. This is a good time of year to, to reconsider all of these questions. In, in the resurrection, remember, it marks the beginning of a new year in the Christian calendar. So how will your Jesus following help you participate in shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone this next cycle? Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 488. Our title this week is Another Beginning, and our feature text is from the Gospel of John, John 21, 1-19. It's, it's, it's a rather long read, so just bear with me. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. When they did this, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Messiah. As soon as Simon heard him say it, it say it is the Messiah, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and he jumped into the water. The other disciple followed in the boat towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from the shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. And none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he answered. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. And Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate what kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow 
me. So this week's story begins with the disciples who were fishermen returning to their occupation after Jesus's crucifixion, back to where Jesus initially found them. John 21, it functions as an appendix to John's gospel, actually. Most scholars understand that this version of the Jesus story, uh, the gospel of John, that it, it ended in chapter 20. And while they understand 21 to, 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 to be part of that gospel, they, they understand it was also written by a different author. Chapter 21 also adds another post-resurrection appearance of Jesus, and it carefully establishes Peter's authority in the early Jesus movement, since the other gospel versions paint Peter as, as denying Jesus during Jesus' arrest. Uh, the, the passage states that, that this is Jesus' third post-resurrection appearance in John, and, and the author then if it's the third one in John, the author has either counted wrong or is purposely leaving out one of Jesus's appearances earlier in John's gospel. And as I've shared a couple weeks ago, in these post-resurrection appearances in John's gospel, three of the early Jesus communities are competing for authority. There's the community that recognized the leadership of Mary. There's the community that recognized the authority of Peter. Um, and that's the one that's highlighted this week. And then there's the Johannine community in which the rest of the Gospel of John was, was uh, uh, written and emphasized. So, so, so again, the, the, this chapter has more in common with the Synoptic Gospels than it does with the rest of the Gospel of John. And I, I wrote at length about this imagery of fishing in the Synoptic Gospels last February, and, and you can find that in, in the episode uh, Decolonizing Fishing for People. But, but I want to reference again how the Hebrew prophetic justice tradition interprets fishing as a metaphor for removing unjust political rulers from power. It's not like the Christian colonialist metaphor for evangelism. This is Ched Meyer's book, Binding the Strongman, a political reading of Mark's story of Jesus, page 132. There is perhaps no expression more traditionally misunderstood than Jesus's invitation to these workers to become fishers of men. This metaphor, despite the grand old tradition of missionary interpretation, does not refer to the saving of souls as if Jesus were conferring on these men instant evangelist status. Rather, the image is carefully chosen from Jeremiah 16, 16, where it is used as a symbol of Yahweh's censure of Israel. Elsewhere, the hooking of fish is a euphemism for judgment upon the rich. That's Amos 4, 2. Uh, God's judgment upon the powerful, Ezekiel 29.4. Taking this mandate for his own, Jesus is inviting common folk to join him in the struggle to overturn the existing order of power and privilege. So, speaking of those who who do harm within their positions of power, Jeremiah reads, this is Jeremiah 16.16, but now I will send for many fishermen, declares the Lord. They will catch them. After that, I will send them for many hunters and they will hunt them down on every mountain and hill and from the crevices of the rocks. In Amos 4.2, we read, speaking of, of those who oppress the poor and crush the needy, the sovereign Lord has sworn by his holiness, the time will come when you will be taken away with hooks, the last of you with fish hooks. And then speaking of the abuse of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, Ezekiel reads, Ezekiel 29, 1 through 6, in the 10th year, in the 10th month of the 12th day, 
the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, set your face against Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and prophesy against him and against all Egypt, and speak to him and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says. I am against you, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, you great monster living among your streams. You say the Nile belongs to me. I made it for myself, but I will put hooks in your jaws and make the fish of your streams stick to your scales. I will put you, I will pull you out from among your streams and all the fish sticking to your scales. I will leave you in the desert, you and all the fish of your streams, and you will fall on the open field and not be gathered or picked up. I will give you as food to the beast of the earth and the birds of the sky. Then all who live in Egypt will know that I am the Lord. So in this last chapter, John imbues this imagery with fresh direction and 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 purpose for the post resurrection Jesus followers. And if you'd like to to find out more about how this metaphor was used in the Synoptic Gospels, I'll recommend you. I'll put a link to it in this week's e-site. But it's the e-site titled uh, uh, "Decolonizing Fishing for People." And as noted, we also see the authors taking great pains here to reestablish Peter's authority as a trustworthy shepherd in the early Jesus movement through three confessions that parallel his three previous denials in John 18, 15 through 27. At the end of this appendix, uh, uh, this chapter 21, uh, remember it was written after Peter's death, and it it, it paints Jesus as foreshadowing or foretelling uh, the manner of, of, of Peter's death. And later in this chapter, which is outside of our reading this week, it's not part of our featured text, but, but later in this same chapter, we see this tension between the communities that recognize the leadership of John and the communities that recognize the authority of Peter. We find that in verses 20 through 23. And the early movement here, it recognizes both John and Peter and makes room for both communities to to coexist side by side. Jesus ends this scene by renewing his original call to Peter when he found him fishing in the beginning and to to follow me. We've now come full circle. Jesus once again calls Peter saying, follow me. And this third weekend after Easter in our our Western Christian calendar, how is the Jesus of this story calling you to renew how you follow him? In our world today, we are in deep need uh, of love, of, of compassion, of justice and action. What does Jesus following in your own context, what does that look like? This is a good time of year to, to reconsider all of these questions. In, in the resurrection, remember, it marks the beginning of a new year in the Christian calendar. So how will your Jesus following help you participate in shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone this next cycle. And, and may each of us who endeavor to, to, to follow Jesus, uh, Jesus's moral philosophy, Jesus's teaching in the coming year, may we do so in life-giving ways. May our presence in each of the communities that we live in, may, may our presence be a blessing to those around us. And this spring, 
let's not make it just about tulips and daffodil daffodils uh they're, they're not the only ones that should be waking up from winter uh, may the rays of the sun to say it in a poetic way also usher us toward choices that lead to a more just world may may spring be a time of renewal for our attention in the work that we choose to be about heart group application this week share something that spoke to you this week from this week's e-sites or this week's podcast episode uh, share that with your heart group and then number two how will your jesus following help you participate in shaping our world into a safe compassionate just home for everyone in this next cycle and discuss that with your group and then number three what can you do this week big or small to continue setting that work in motion thanks for checking in with us today remember right where you are keep living in love choosing compassion taking action and working toward justice i love each one of you dearly i'll see you next week